You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, and welcome to the final Thursday episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. Yeah, it's kind of exciting to transition again and change it all up. Yeah, more on that in just a moment. We'll give you a little reminder about the change coming starting next week, but this is Sexy Marriage Radio where we love to hear from you and know what's going on in your world, and the way you can do that is by sending us an Voicemail, 214-702-9565. We love the voices that call in and ask questions and give feedback from prior shows or just comments and thoughts that help create the show as it's evolving to where we're trying to be more engaged in answering specific questions from the Sex Emerge Nation. We also want you to uh, send us an email if, you, if you're interested too, feedback at sexemergeradio.com. And if you like the show, jump on iTunes, subscribe, please. If you uh, also are willing to leave a comment and uh, a rating, that helps climb the charts, spread the words. But we're, we're also pushing for subscriptions because we want you to not miss anything as it comes out. That's right. And so we mentioned that uh, there's a transition happening, which since 3.0 has started back, back in May, uh, we've been doing two shows a week. Uh, one on Monday, one on Thursday. Uh, Monday shows I've been joined by my lovely wife, Pam. Hey, everyone. And then on Thursday, we've had a variety of experts that have come on and, and brought their wheelhouse and their viewpoint and their work to a larger audience uh, that, that helps create the Sex Emergination and our message. And so what we're starting to do next week is we're going back to once a week. So it'll be on Wednesday shows is when... Uh, New episodes will air back to like we used to be for four and a half, five years, yep. six years. Yeah, wow. it was. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was six years. Six years. Six and a half, six and a half years, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and that'll be coming back on Wednesdays, and we will have two uh, different f- episodes, formats. I guess. Formats. That's a better phrase, Pam. Well done. We'll have the regular version of Sexy Merge Radio, which is the... Roughly 30 minutes, like we've had for six, six and a half, almost seven years now. Yeah. And then we'll also have an extended version, which is just an additional 30 minutes or so of content that's only available for uh, Sexy Marriage Academy subscribers. Yep. And so if you want to jump on to the Sexy Marriage Academy to find out what's going on, you're going to go to sexymarriage.net forward slash SMR Academy. That's how you can join. You'll get access to the extended content plus monthly coaching calls plus a community that uh, is supportive and encouraging and educated and engaged and willing to talk about things. This is the place where you ask the questions that you don't know where you could ask them because there's no ridicule. There's no shame. Right, right. And they just light up the boards on Slack with... They do. Uh, laying it all out there. They do. And and it's and it's a fantastic community to be a part of. And the cool thing is uh, you get extra content when you're a part of it. You get extra value. You get extra access to Pam and I, extra access to other people. And we want to try to help as many people as possible. So we're pushing people to join the Academy, get the extended uh, version of Sexy Marriage Radio, and have it improve your relationship because this is – this is just one little note of what's come through 
as far as feedback lately. Okay. So yeah. this is this is on iTunes, and it says it's easy to find honest talk about sex, a bit harder to find honest talk about marriage, even harder to find intelligent and talk about either. This manages this show manages to be real and candid, but also demonstrates significant expertise. If you don't know much about marriage and you realize that you don't, buckle up. You're going to learn how to have a better se- how to have better sex and how to communicate with authenticity and how to be the kind of person who loves well. Mm, nice. So I love that. Thank that's, you for that response. Absolutely. That that's that's the kind of stuff that we're. That's our mission here at Sexy Marriage Radio is to help frame the conversation and help impact marriages from the comfort of their own phone or desktop or podcast app or whatever it is that you do to to find the shows. That's right. what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. And so in light of the format change and this really being the last Thursday kind of quote unquote expert show, um, I'm going to, I, I think it's, it would be a good idea to have you as the expert here and let's, okay, let's talk about what is kind of the vision of SMR uh, Sexy Marriage Radio and where this came from. So you've been... So I get to be a guest on my own show. You do, you do. You've Sweet. been the driving force <laughs> behind all of this, but but the show, it's it's never about you, really. It's, it's, about, it's about marriage. It's about your passion for people getting more out of life individually and more, which then drives to more out of marriage. Right. So I want you to describe kind of your process behind this uh, journey of Sexy Marriage Radio and how that impacts all the listeners. Okay. So this this let's let's go So real brief, um this whole thing started uh, I was approached or I had a friend years ago, best friends, they now live in South Korea. And he was they he lived in a small town just north of us. He was writing for the local newspaper. He said, you need to write a column. So I started writing a column for this local little small town of 2,000 or so people at the time, newspaper. Same time I'm writing those articles, I put them on, online and started getting comments and feedback and interaction. I was like, okay, wait, this is pretty fun. And so that's when Simple Marriage was born. Which right, was the my, blog. Which was the blog okay. that kind of launched this whole thing into the online world for me. Uh, it didn't take long before I started realizing as I was just writing articles of just what was impacting for me and and the clients I saw. And the whole goal was really to try to impact people before there were problems, to try to help people understand some concepts of there's a way things work in marriage that's not talked about enough in my book. And so that's what I would write about. And I noticed real early that anytime I wrote on sex and marriage, those were well-received and responded and, and engaging of the audience. So then that led, that then led to, we need to just do a show. And I don't know how, I mean, I still don't remember the whole idea of, well, let's just do a podcast. I don't remember the day that that was, that, that idea was born. Okay. I just remember thinking this would be fun to talk about, not just write about. So I talked to you about it as my wife, we kind mm-hmm. of kicked some stuff around, yep. but at that point in our life as professionals in my building this um it was like you're a behind the scenes cpa woman and so i was like i'm i'm going to find somebody else that's a professional in the field that that has a a bent towards sexuality and some education and a a, a stand a, a platform for it 
Yeah. And that's when I came across Gina Paris, which we had already done some uh, cross promotion of blogs in the blogosphere. Yeah. So approached her and said, hey, let's do this. She said, okay, let's do it. And so that, that's how it started. We just recorded several shows, put them up. I started promoting them on Simple Marriage. She would promote them to her tribe. And it just started growing from there. And what we found is just by us bringing um, an unapologetic, value-based, marriage-based message on sex that's willing to talk about this content uh, straightforward and honest, without crudeness, without crassness, without trying to be shock value in it, and just... But to talk about it, because that's what we constantly would see with clients in our own experiences in lives of there's problems that go on in this area. Someone needs to be talking about it. So we did. And when you layer in our values as Christians in our spiritual, our spirit life, yeah. that we never, I, I mean, one of my goals is I never want to be preachy, but I don't want to be ashamed of my beliefs either, because I don't think there's anything shameful in it. So... It's we just wanted to start talking about it, and that's how this whole thing started. And then it just became, as people would email in, that would help kind of frame our conversations of, here's a good topic, here's a good subject, because this is where people are wanting to know more. Okay, so I guess that kind of goes into one of the other questions I had is, you know, where do you get your ideas from? <laughs> well, to start with, Sexy Marriage Radio was about what we wanted to talk about, but it probably only took six months before it really became listener-driven radio. Okay. When emails came in, that would touch on topics that we were like, we need to explore that topic more. But we would do it under the umbrella of that's the topic and the framework that was suggested, but we go with it wherever we want, not necessarily specifically where the email asked the questions at that point. Just more general topic, not right. necessarily reading the email. Right, because there's if you go through the archives of Sexy Marriage Radio, you'll see several themes of uh, topics that we've done where we go pretty deep on them, that we, we get deep into the weeds of here's how this plays out, here's how this really unfolds, here's where this comes from, here's the role it plays, that kind of concept. But if also we have found now, as, as we've evolved almost seven years through this, we have found asking that the audience that asks the questions, answering them specifically impacts even more people on a deeper level. That's what that's what I'm seeing from the traffic and the feedback that we get, the responses we get is because it's it's that whole adage pad, you know, Pam, you know that if somebody has a question, it's likely someone else has that same question. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> it, it impacts other You're people. You're answering too. it for someone else, yeah. Right. And if there's if it's not a specific, it's it's just barely one off on the topic or the question. So it still applies. Yeah. And there's still nuggets of wisdom that can be garnered from that. Yeah, well, okay. So that's the beauty that then that other person can email and say, okay, tweak this just a little bit for my yeah. scenario, right? Yeah, Add, I want to hear it from this perspective, or I want to hear it from the other side. And yeah. and that's what's been interesting also about the, the journey of Sexy Marriage Radio is the fact that Gina was a co-host of mine for two years. And then when she needed to transition out to focus on some other things in her life. Um, that's when I met Shannon Etheridge and she was the co-host for another, for four and a half years. And then she transitioned out to take care of some of the things in her ministry and focus on some of the things that she was really uh, gifted at as yeah. far as that, she, that were her bread and butter, the yeah. woman at the well and her speaking and, right. the, and the, all the things that she does. 
Um, and then it's evolved to where you've come in as as the co-host. It's it's been interesting because you know a majority of Sexy Marriage Radio has been uh, at times differing viewpoints on things because you know Shannon and I because didn't always the, agree. Right, because the hosts see it differently. Right, we would see things differently. Um, Gina and I, to a lesser extent, didn't agree on some things, but it, it was it's kind of fun to model disagreement and be respectful and professional and and real yeah. about it because we all know there's no roadmap for marriage that here is the key here is the you follow these steps it will work truly because if even if it worked for you it may not work <laughs> for your next door neighbor right so if we can talk about concepts though and educate people that Hey, here's what's going on. Here's another way to look at it. Here's what your role could be in this. Now, all of a sudden, I think you empower people to really see life differently and their marriage differently. Okay, so when when you're talking about that and um, looking at just the bulk of podcasts that are out there in the genre, right? What do you think sets Sexy Marriage Radio apart from other podcasts? Well, I think the main component is. Um, we constantly try to focus on the one thing that you as an individual are in control of, which is you as the individual. Because I think most of the stuff out there, and I'm going to take out of the take out of this conversation all of the uh, anything goes in the genre world, okay. like in the sexuality category. If you look at it, it's there's the values don't line up with what Sexy Marriage Radio has been built on. So this is the this is the other like-minded marriage podcasts. That what's up, what makes us different at least from what I see is a bulk of the ones that are out there um they don't have credentialed hosts. Okay? It's their experience and it's not that they can't still speak into marriage and be helpful because they absolutely can because there is the old adage of what one man can do, another can do. And so one person mm-hmm. or one couple willing to talk about their journey can empower a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah, agreed. But it, it does come back to, I have a different viewpoint, largely because of my absorbing every possible thing I can of schnarches, and then applying my spiritual viewpoint and my flair to it, I guess, sets it apart. Because some of the things I love is the emails we got uh, not too long ago about uh, the Christian, I'm a a Christianized version of Schnarch. <laughs> okay. That <laughs> it's like, okay, I I like that because I love the framework of marriage is designed to help you grow up, period. And I think that's been the message from day one of Sexy Marriage Radio and even Simple Marriage, mm-hmm. that this is all designed, that what's going on in marriage is meant to happen that way. When you think something's really bad or there's tension going on or you don't see eye to eye, yeah, that's what marriage is designed to do. And so now it's not about how do I get my spouse to change their standpoint or viewpoint or just agree with me. Instead, it's how do I confront me differently? How do I handle me better to then approach my marriage better? Okay. So it, looking in at that, and you're, you've kind of shifted to now looking at specifics with the marriage, right? Right. How do I make my marriage better? When when you're looking at a couple or most people that come into your office or people that email in, what do you find is the the biggest reason that most marriages are struggling 
Okay. I would say um, and this is that same thing. I've, I've, if you go way, way back in the archives, you'll hear this a bunch. It hasn't been talked about as much lately. So this is a good conversation. Um, I would often ask couples as they've un- unpacked their story, I would ask them, okay, do you think a, a, a majority of the reason why you guys are struggling is because you're too close together or you're too far apart? Right, like emotionally, are you are you on the same page and you're too close together, or are you just going separate ways and parallel lives and too far apart? I would bet money that they would say they're too far apart. Right, and most everybody has that viewpoint of we just can't click, we're just not getting along, we're just and the source of our attention is the fact that there's too much distance between us. I think for those cap- in those cases, they've got it backwards. They're actually too close together. And what they're fighting about is trying to get space to have their own viewpoint and standpoint on things without it being offensive to their partner. It's that whole concept of if you, they're emotional Siamese twins joined at the hip and they get upset when their partner wants to go get a glass of water, but they're still enjoying the show because they feel like I got to go with you. Because or if you, you got to stay go here and me, watch it with me. Right. Okay. Because if you don't go with me, then that's a huge risk. Some, everything could be going wrong. Right, <laughs> there's too much threat. So, a lot of times, it, we get into this struggle of marriage where we're too close to each other, and I don't have room for my uniqueness and authenticity to just come through. Because when it does, it it can be responded to poorly or reactively, which then makes me start to temper myself. Which then I hold my partner responsible for my tempering, and I, and we're off to the frustration races. So the you're saying the feeling of being separate or being distant from each other is just because we're not in agreement? Uh, well, it, possibly. Um, I think they, they feel like we, we, can't, we don't see eye to eye. They don't see it as, wait, what if it is I'm trying to actually get some space to be myself? It's kind of the reverse of that. Because yeah. I think they come into it thinking, because this is the number one thing, is we have trouble communicating. That's what their comment is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll hear that from probably 90% of the cl- couples when they sit down the very first time. They'll say something to that effect. And I'll stop them and say, okay, hold on. Look at the wife and say, does he know how to piss you off? And what he says. And she says, yeah. Said, Same question to you, sir. Yeah? You guys communicate just fine. If you can make each other mad, you're communicating fine. It's I don't like the message that's being communicated. That's the issue. Because that flies against this idea of happily ever after, we'll be in lockstep with one another, we'll, we'll complete each other's sentences, we'll always have the same stamps on stuff, we'll, we'll like the same things. And when, lo and behold, I find out my wife doesn't like Chinese food like I do, I think all, all of this is going wrong and going to fall apart completely, rather than, that's just a preference. That's just a difference. Okay, maybe she shouldn't like Chinese food like I do, Right. Right. So it's seeing this through the lens of this is designed, I think, to help us grow in maturity and wisdom so that we can then learn to stand on our own two feet without as much fear of not getting along. Because if we don't get along, that's okay. That's just part of the process. I just don't need to crumble and cave just to try to keep things okay because then I end up ultimately hurting things in the long run. Okay. Right? Because yeah. then I'm... I'm giving in on something that I don't want to give in on. And then who do I hold responsible for that? Oh, you. My spouse. Okay. 
right? So it's I look at it through this lens that this is just a, you know marriage is a perfect mirror reflecting back my imperfections. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry I'm chewing on that one and having to process it <laughs> in my okay. head. <laughs> it also it also reflects back some some of my perfections, some of some of my good things too. Cuz that's what marriage when marriage is really good, that's the that's the part we love. That yeah. bo- that bond, that synergy between us, that completing each other's sentences, the ha- the my joy is spilled over onto your joy and it's just bubbling over and bubbling over. But when one person's upset, do they have room to just be upset? Well, and and I guess that's it. A lot of the times, um, we don't give each other room to be upset. Right. We, we? T- we take offense to it. We're like, how or, could you? How could you think that way? Why or we don't be? give ourselves room to be upset potentially. That could be true too. That I feel like I don't even have right to because I've got all this other stuff I got to get done, or all this list, or if I, last time I did that, he didn't respond well, or she didn't, you know. And so now all of a sudden, I start altering myself rather than realizing, wait, I need to move into my own life better and be expressive and be who I am and be authentic, or the word we've landed on the last several years in Sexy Marriage Radio, is I need to learn to be solid. Yeah. Which means I'm felt, I'm exper- you experience me when I'm in the situation. I'm not a wallflower. Yeah. And I think that's how we move into life better. So with that in mind, I mean, what do you recommend if you have a couple coming into you that's about to get married or is early on in marriage? What's your number one recommendation to them? Uh, Number one would be recognizing that um, what you're signing on for is not what you expect you're going to be signing on for. So lower your expectations. Maybe so. Throw them out the window completely. (laughs) <laughs> might be a better phrase. Yeah. <laughs> because it's we get into this idea with um That's a better way to put it. It just don't have expectations. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. or if nothing else, whatever comes is what's going to come. Yeah, not if nothing else, think of it in in the terms of okay, what you're signing on for is is going to be some struggle and the first person you need to really look at is not your spouse as the cause of the struggle. Because that's often what we'll do. I think if my spouse would just get along with the way I think it should go, everything would be fine. If they would just help me out with all the things around the house, that would that would everything would be fine. If they would just want sex like I do, that would make it all fine. And it doesn't work that way. No. I need to examine me and what my role is and why I'm attached to something and what my goal is. And am I being true about that? And am I being exposed about that? Or am I trying to manipulate something? Hmm. Because I think we do try to manipulate things. Well, gosh, we all do. We right. we learn that from being a little kid, right? Absolutely. Learn how to try and tug at mom's heartstrings. <laughs> Golly, I know our son does that with me. He just bats his little eyes and he yep. gets what he wants. So to me, the goal is how do I be more overt with my wants, desires, needs, wishes, and not covert with them? And this is a lifelong thing. Certainly. Right? Because even when you think you've got it figured out and you're like, oh, now I understand why I'm scared to speak up in that situation or why I'm afraid to do this. Okay. I still am going to have times where it's like, wow, why was I covert about that? Why did I not just speak up and say, you know what? That really kind of bothered me when that happened. And let it all unfold that way rather than 
harboring something, and then you're reading off of, are you hurt? Are you mad at me for something? Why? You know, and now all of a sudden you're both trying to read tea leaves, and neither, no one went to Terra reading school or, mm-hmm. you know, psychic hotlines <laughs> growing up. So it's it's figuring out how do I just make sure I'm being more genuine, and I think that's what marriage is designed quintessentially to do. Agreed. Does that make sense? I got a question yeah. for you, though, Pam. Bring it. So here, here it is seven years in, basically, because mm-hmm. next week is seven years of Sexy Marriage Radio. Yes, it is. And in existence. Seven-year itch. Kind of weird. It is. Okay. <laughs> so um, what is it that made you finally come out from behind the mic and get on the mic? Well, okay. So... When I came on just to kind of fill in a little bit for Shannon, right? there was certainly some apprehension there. Um, I'm a CPA. Everybody knows that. That's my trade. But over the years, you know, it, you've commented a couple times um, on different shows that, you know, when this podcast started, I, I couldn't. Li- I listened at first and then I couldn't because right. I was just learning too much of... Too much behind the scenes of my brain. What was going on behind the scenes there? You know, what was going on behind the eyeballs? And that sometimes didn't sit too well. Um, Because I made assumptions about uh, intentions. And then I kind of grew up over the years. Uh, I think that's what a lot of this has been, is is growing up and and realizing um, some of it is the impact that this is having. Some of it has been um, encouragement from going to the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway and talking with people that are there and them wanting to hear from the lower desire female. True. Because right? uh, that hasn't been represented uh, from the microphone on this show for for a fair period of time. Only the first two years with, with Gina, really. Right, yep. right. And so I came to a point where I really felt like, okay, the lower desire, whether it be female or male, I think it's good for that voice to be out there. Uh, You know, I don't have the PhD in sexuality or marriage and family therapy. Um, I've just gleaned from you, my spouse, uh, years and years of uh, just talk and communication and reading and things that, that we do. Um, so it's not been certainly that piece and the listeners know that, but it's just a, a desire for people to realize they're not alone. People to realize that this is a journey and it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a year to become sometimes comfortable with your spouse and sexuality, um, or to become comfortable with your own. Even if you're at the low desire, you can still enjoy sex. You can still want sex. Um, but not to feel inadequate just because you're the lower desired person in the, in the relationship. So I just really, um, just became more comfortable in my own skin, uh, talking about this and, and really based on communication with listeners and, and relationships there, understanding that it would be good for that side of the table um, to have a voice or someone to ask the questions and say, I don't get that. Or, Hey, dumb it down for me. Cause I don't get it. And it needs to be on sixth grade level. <laughs> right. And that's, that's the one thing that Pam 
played the role for me with, with Simple Marriage starting was everything I wrote was too academic. And so I would send it to her before it was posted. And she's like, okay, I'm highlighting all the, I started highlighting the words that are like, what are you talking about? And then realized I'm highlighting almost this whole thing. You got to rewrite this thing. Cause I don't get some of this because oh, you're, man. you're in academic world, which I was. And so it's learning. Okay, wait, we got to just talk, speak plain. Yeah. And, and just be straightforward because there's still great information that needs to be out there to the masses. Yep. Well, thanks for letting us interview you today, Corey. <laughs> this has been fun. It's kind of weird being a guest on my own show. Um, but this is fun to kind of talk about the story of how this whole thing came to be. And, yeah. Well, and what we hope it will be. Yeah. And we want this number one uh, to get people to understand where it is we're coming from on the show to create more of a community yep. and a comfortableness for you guys to email in, ask questions. That's the whole point here is trying to create relationships and individuals that are stronger and more solid. Absolutely. And Corey's here to drive that. And the other thing I did not mention on what helps separate us from a lot of the stuff in the genre is we are blatantly talking about sex. I mean, th- yeah, th- that's, that's what this thing is all about in, in large regard for the show, where a lot of others do a lot of marriage stuff, but they don't really land in the sex world as much. True. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio, and we want to hear from you. 214-702-9565 next week. Uh, see you on Wednesday. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. See you on hump day.